0: Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, Hello and welcome to the Guna tool. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Arsenal Daily Transfer Show, in which we look at all the latest Arsenal transfer news, get you guys up to date into what is going on in the world of Arsenal's ins and outs, and get your thoughts, of course, in the chat box as well, and try to make some sense of the chaos. That goes on every single Arsenal summer. You can join us every single morning at 8am UK time. This is when we're running these shows live. So make sure you don't miss out. And Make sure you subscribe to get all of the content and like the videos to show your support as well. We have got a hell of a lot of stuff to go through today. Plenty of news dropping on a Friday, uh, which is always much appreciated. Uh, as is, it's new music day if you're in the drum and bass world like I am. So looking forward to getting to some new focus stuff, some new culture shock stuff uh just you know lots of drum and bass get into it if you're not already because it's great and as you can see quite a big fan so anyway let's crack on with today's stuff and start with this guy uh willian of course is a big big fan um i mean so many fans he's arguably got too many Arsenal fans at this stage that is effectively the situation that he finds himself in and because of this immense love because of the the pure admiration that our fan base has for this guy. He can't take it. He cannot take the amount of love that he has received from Arsenal fans. And for that reason, he is looking to go, it seems, which I think will come as a massive disappointment to so many Arsenal fans around the world. They are going to be gutted that this guy is leaving. But I mean, I'm not sure if he's leaving because we haven't really heard many comprehensive kind of analysis of, of whether or not he's going i mean i've tried to find i've searched far and wide for some for just some idea for some taste that there might be some reality in this i found someone called um fabrizio you may have heard of this uh, you may have heard of him don't worry if you haven't fabrizio Romano he's an italian journalist he's on twitter he's got a few followers 2.8 i think he's got 2.8 followers i don't know how you get 0.8 of a person um he's managed it uh, and he he this guy comes up with this quote which is as is definitive is def- as definitive definitive it's as definitive <laughs> as i could find I mean, you read into it as you wish, because I don't know if this is for sure. Now, he says, Willian is leaving the club. I want to confirm that he is 100% leaving the club. At the moment, there is nothing going on with other English clubs, but he is leaving the club 100%. Willian is going to leave. And that just leaves me with one question is William leaving that that's that, that's the real crux of the mystery that we've got ourselves into right now is yeah we don't know we it's i can't i can't give you any any more insight than this there's nothing more uh, it's it's quite an open mystery right now as to the future of of William so i'm not going to go into this anymore i'm just going to leave that as it is and you can interpret that as you like um but there's there's the update on willian is he gonna go it's it's anyone's guess right now anyway let's go on to some more serious stuff and talk about lucas torreira who of course spent the season on loan at atletico madrid there was some weird rumors that came out yesterday morning that actually he could end up staying that isn't true i, I cannot see any way feasible that torreira stays at atletico madrid next season the biggest rumor that we've got that has what in my view is the most truth is the links to Fiorentina who is going to be coached now by Gennaro Gattuso in Italy. Of course he was linked uh, to Fiorentina about uh, a year ago um, when he was making that move to Atletico Madrid a few months prior in the window when we were looking at deals to move him on. He was being linked with a, a loan with an obligation to Fiorentina but it didn't really work out for Arsenal at the time and in the end he ended up going for an even worse situation. So it's it's a weird scenario we find ourselves in he has been speaking he's been saying stuff like he's got two years left on his deal he's gonna have to wait and see he just wants to focus on the the copper america right now so we will not know much about torreira's future it seems like until after the copper america is finished which is going to be quite a while from now okay let's go on to our next one i'll get a lot of your thoughts of course towards the end of the video in our q a section but i will Briefly paused throughout. William Saliba, this is more good news about the Frenchman. Um, There are some funny rumours about a swap deal yesterday coming out with Tap Sober, I'll speak about in a second. But William Saliba is 100% going to be an Arsenal player Um, this this season. He's coming back to play in pre-season. He's going to be integrated into the first team a lot more. He's going to be given a chance to prove himself for the Arsenal first team for next season. If he plays anything like he's played at Nice, then hopefully he should be able to get a fairly decent shot at playing because he's had a very good loan spell. And we're going to do a dedicated show onto that probably next week. Uh, So make sure you stick around for that content. But Saliba, do not worry. About William Saliba, do not get your, your hair in a tiz. It's going to be fine. He's going to be here next season. Um, yeah, just don't overreact um, because he's just not one to uh, <laughs> to worry about right now. I think that we can we can let this one be unless something silly happens, which Arsenal do have a tendency to do. Um, but this one is is pretty safe. Now, <laughs> oh god. Okay. Um, you probably saw uh, the quotes from Matteo Genduzzi, uh yesterday. I want to talk, if you haven't seen them, here they are. Um, he tweeted about Unai Emery. Now, let's provide some context around the quote first. Of course, Unai Emery is the coach uh, that he came into the club knowing. He's the one that introduced him into the Arsenal first team. He sent him a very nice message when he was sacked. He clearly gets on with the guy. Okay, I, I get it. I really do. I understand that you like Unai I Get it. I mean, but this is the quote. Let's read it. What a journey. I mean, no, I can't. <laughs> I'm not going to put some sarcasm on this. I'm going to read this as it is intended. What a journey. This football, so smart and elegant. You made the dream of an entire city, of a club, a team, and of all the fans come true. You did it. You know how to win trophies. Hats off, Monsieur Emery. I cannot not laugh there. You are so unique. I am honored and proud to have had the opportunity to evolve by your side. Words will never be strong enough to qualify your personality, your benevolence, and your authenticity in human relationships. Now, I I need to check. <laughs> I, I need to check. I'm gonna read you what benevolence means. Benevolence means the quality of of being well-meaning and kindness, that's that's the irony. Um that we've got there. Uh, I couldn't get through all of it. Uh <laughs> said, put all the sarcasm on it. Um, put all the sarcasm was it. Um, I and basically the the um, the barometer to know whether or not something is, is, is good is usually there's two ways you can do it. One, you can check what Yonick Mac thinks in the chat. If he agrees with it, you're probably on the wrong path. Second route is to obviously realise the situation, which is Gendouzi is not a fan of Mikel Arteta. In fact, when we won the FA Cup, he was on vacation. I think he uploaded a picture of him on vacation. Nothing about the club that he plays for actually winning a trophy. He, yeah, he he was on holiday somewhere, which is fine. He's allowed to do that because he was not in the club uh, and really in the team and in the thoughts. But, yeah, oh, dearie me. Just, Just move him on. I'm not going to go into any of my personal feelings about this. Just move him on. The faster we get this guy out, the faster we get him gone, the better. It's as simple as that. We don't need this animosity. We don't need this petulance, this immaturity. We don't need it. If you can't read between the lines of this... Quote, I don't know what more he can say. I understand there are a lot of people who like him, think he can be a very good prospect. And before, I did too. I really did. But I just can't get over, just can't get over how petulant he can be sometimes. It's so obvious what he's doing. I'm going to leave it there. We'll talk about some stuff later. Marseille, have him. You are welcome to him. Enjoy all of the genduizisms that you will get um I just don't want him anywhere close to Arsenal football club that's just pretty much it um speaking of the complete kind of other end of the spectrum Uh, in regards um, to to what's been going on with Granit Xhaka. Granit Xhaka uh, is obviously someone that you guys know. I feel about Granit Xhaka. I like the guy. I appreciate his quality. I think he's a good player. He looks like he's going to be off this summer. And in which case, Arsenal need to be looking at getting a decent fee. And that is very much the issue that we found ourselves in with this story is because there's been a lot of conflicting reports about possible fees and how much Roma want to pay you, the club that are in for him, how much Arsenal want for him. It seems to be a a fairly well-established figure that Arsenal want about £20 million, which for me is still underselling this guy. Two years left on his deal, 28 years old, Premier League proven in the team of the season for CIS this season. It's just mental that people still can't get in their minds what this guy does. Um, And he is an important player for the club. Um, Gets plaudits all the time about his, what he does on the team what he does for the pitch. He makes mistakes. That is not without debate. He makes errors. But the fact of the matter is that Arsenal have been a much better team with him in there than not. And losing him is going to mean that we are going to need to replace him and we're going to need to bring in a quality player. To get in a player that is going to get you as good and better, what we should be aiming for, always should be aiming to try and improve and upgrade and if we are going to get someone in better than jacker it's going to cost us a fair chunk of money and so in which case if we're selling granite jacker we need to get a fair chunk of money and when you hear sums of around 10 million pounds being thrown around by roma you start to think how bad of a situation is the club in that we can allow this type of just ridiculous sums of money to be associated with some of our players are we i understand that we have sold poorly and we have a reputation for that but if we start buying into it and if we start accepting this just utter horrific perception that clubs have of the way we sell then we're never going to escape it 20 million quid for this guy is underselling him anyway for the situation that he finds himself in it's a massively underappreciated player and underrated player but it probably is the right time to move on it's probably the right time to move on from him um i just think that if we are going to move on from him get a good fee and we need to get a bloody good player in that's going to replace what he does in the team we need a good passer we need someone that's going to progress the ball we need someone that's going to be able to bring that leadership quality to the team as well i'm fine with him going if he's going to go but we just need to get a good fee and a good replacement that's all i asked for when it comes down to granite jacker Um, But yeah, we will see what happens. If it is around that figure, I really don't know what to say. Now, I think that's our last Arsenal out story. So I'll go through some of your comments now and see what you guys think. Um, Drizzy says, who would be a captain in the midfield like him that we could bring in? And it's such a hard question to answer because you can scout players through statistics and the eye test. But really, you need to be working and looking around players week in, week out and understanding how they're like on the training pitch, what they're like in games, how they communicate with their players, how they inspire those, what the players' opinions of them are, which, by the way, the opinions of Xhaka by the rest of his teammates is exceptionally high. It's finding that same kind of player in and the mentality of that in someone else. I wouldn't go, all oh, 100% Xhaka, because we know he's got some errors and also some some red cards and some volatile moments in him as well. But we need to find someone that is going to, bring you in that experience and quality and leadership and vocality that you get from Granit Xhaka. Um, T Irving says, does Xhaka leaving mean that Arteta would be looking to move to a 4-3-3 formation? I don't know because it depends on the replacement. It doesn't re- matter on really who goes. It's more about who we bring in as the replacement. Nathan says, I have been uh, Xhaka's biggest critic, but he has been our best midfielder this season. Good luck. To the lads, uh, which is the best way, I think. When people are the biggest fans of, of Granite Xhaka and the biggest cri- uh, critics of him, to, to see messages like that is is the way that we want. Not people sending laughing emojis or praying emojis. Like grow the hell up. Get a life. (laughs) Get get a life. Uh, Aditya says, Xhaka is definitely a player worth more than 30 million only because of his importance to the team, and this would be a classic Arsenal always underselling. Tom says, we shouldn't uh, accept less than 25 million and now bring in Berger on top of Basuma. Basuma, for me, and we'll talk a little bit about him later on, is obviously someone that I want to see, but the fact that there's things about him not being at the top of the pile of the people that we're interested in, it makes me wonder who that number one target is. As I say, we'll get onto that a little bit later. Um, I'm timing him out. <laughs> I'm timing about out to see you, not having it oh dear me uh, Alan Matthews says Xhaka is so underrated if you see the stats he is one of the best in the Premier League he makes mistakes but when he plays with good centre midfielders he plays well he is definitely 30 million or more I just need I need a five minute Yonick break <laughs> That's what I need. Reese Harvey says, uh, surely if we are selling Xhaka, then we are definitely bringing in a Basuma, a Burger, or an Awar. I think that's probably the way that we go down in that route. Tim Jallo says, Tom, when evaluating a player solely based on stats, do you think there is a possibility of missing important aspects of the game? Can stats be misleading or are they the ultimate truth? Uh, it's it's a great question, mate. And this is the way when we do our tactical breakdowns, I always, always want to get an expert on who can give us the eye test and give us kind of that additional bit of information beyond just the statistical comparisons because stats can tell... I think stats are very easily read into too much. However, it depends how overwhelming they are. If the overwhelming evidence is that they're a good passer or a good tackler and across loads of metrics across multiple seasons, they keep on proving that then stats are still very, very good. If you're looking at, at like a six-month period of a player and you're trying to prove something about them based upon that period, stats aren't necessarily going to be as reliable. But as we know with Granite Xhaka's statistics across the time he's been at the club, they are very good. It's just sometimes a lot of the players that we don't really appreciate necessarily the role that they do goes under the radar because they're, they're not a flare player or they're not cracking up with loads of goals and stuff like that it makes it more difficult. But there is always a possibility of missing important aspects because if you speak to any scout and having interviewed a fair few scouts on the channel, they Yes, of course, that is a huge part of their analysis of a footballer, but actually going to the games, going to the training ground, interacting with the player, seeing how they are with other players and just getting that personality side of the game is also really, really important. And what I would say about Granit Xhaka is he is very highly rated on a personal level by his teammates. So it, it does go beyond stats, but we know that he's got his vices. We know that he's got a volatile nature and a red card and a mistake in him, and we get that, but statistically and from the perception of a lot of people within the club and within the team, he is very well liked on that level as well. Let's go on to our outs. Uh, oh, no, we're not. We're, we're not carrying on with our ends. We've got one more story, I believe. Uh, Hector Bellerin, uh, of course, was linked with a move to Rail Betis, if you saw, uh, and their director, Ferrier, has come out with a comment recently saying, we're not making... Uh, We're not making, I say empathetically, uh, emphatically rather, uh, an effort to sign the player. However, he is, why not, among the positions we need and is a player of a perfect fit for us. He could be a candidate, but we are not talking to Arsenal at the moment about Bellerin. So that's what Ferrier has said, who is a director at the club and... They need the position because Emerson's not going to be there next season. He looks like he's going to go to Barcelona if not already. That's gone a bit quiet on the Arsenal front, the whole Emerson thing. But they are going to be looking at a right back, and Bellerin would fit that mould. They have gone out and signed players of, of that kind of calibre. I mean, they've got in the likes of Nabil Fakir, William Carvalho. Uh, they've got, obviously, some very good players in their team. Gerda Rodriguez, they had Emerson, of course, as well. Mark Bartra and these types of guys. Like They've got some very decent players in the squads. And they do sign them from some fairly decent sides, and surprise in the transfer market. So it wouldn't necessarily be a big kind of surprise to me if he did go to Real Betis. It's a very decent club. They're going to be in Europe next season, I believe. So he's uh, it would be an right fit for him. I just I think this is one that's probably going to run the bell thing. I don't. It's going to, I don't think it's going to get sorted out quickly. I think this is one that might be a protracted situation of the summer that maybe even ends up of him staying. There's no guarantees that he even goes. Um, He'll need a decent fee to come in for him. and He'll need a club of the size that he'll want to go to to come in for him. But Bellerin looks certainly like he's going to be off. Let's go on to our possible transfers in. Now, today we will be doing a tactical breakdown on Tap Sober, of course, probably around midday-ish. So make sure you subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell so you don't miss this. It will be coming out today. We'll be doing some comparisons with the likes of Saliba, with the likes of Mavropanos and, and Rob Holding as well. Uh, we might even throw in a couple of... We might throw in like Gabriel and, and that just to see how he compares on that side. Because he has played on the left a lot by Leverkusen, but he is right-footed. So we'll go into a lot of that in the show, but make sure you tune in a little bit later on today for the tactical breakdown on TAPSOBA specifically. Anyway, going on to the other stories regarding our players, possibly going outwards. Yves uh, Basuma has uh, supposedly uh, been not, not necessarily knocked down Arsenal's list of priorities, but he's not at the top. He's not at the top of Arsenal's priorities this season for that position. Who the person who is at the top of the, the pile, we don't have a clue. We have been linked to a number of central midfielders, Sander Berger, Guido Rodriguez. We've been linked to these, these guys that all kind of f- fulfil that similar role. Um, not exactly the same. Berger is is slightly more of a box-to-box than, than Basuma is. But in that same kind of area of the pitch, Arsenal are definitely looking for that. And they're not necessarily sure, I don't think, on the specific type. I think they're looking at different characteristics of midfields to see who would fit the club the best. But they've obviously got to get the deal done. If they want to get Basuma, he isn't going to stick around because there is interest from Liverpool, there's interest from Manchester City, and he will go from Brighton, I believe, this summer. And whether it's to Arsenal or someone else, he's going to go. So they need to move quickly if they want to get him. My feeling is that it isn't going to happen. If I was a betting man, as I say, I'm always not, I'm not. But if I was... I wouldn't be putting money on Basuma going to Arsenal this season, based upon everything that we're kind of hearing. But you never know. Things change. Things can turn around. I do think the African Cup of Nations is a factor. Uh, And obviously, the fact that we've already got Thomas Partey in that position, would the club want to lose two key central midfielders? I don't know. And there are a lot of quality midfielders out there that wouldn't be lost during that month of the season. Odegaard and Emi Buendia. Again, these two are very, very much linked into their futures. Odegaard, according to the Spanish press, is certainly wanted by Real Madrid to stay. He will be part of the next manager's plans and that will rule out a return to Arsenal in the future, which does open the door for Emi Buendia to be an Arsenal player. It is one that we are waiting for Arsenal to make a first official bid the lay of the land is being set. They are doing talks. They're in are in talks with, in the club and representatives to kind of get a feel to how much of this deal would cost them to get done. But he is a player that they're very keen on. I am repeating stuff I've said before because there's nothing specifically changed on the Buendia front yet. It is the Erdogan situation that keeps changing and we keep finding out more certainly that he is going to be a Real Madrid player next season. Now... This is something I wanted to address again. Now we did a video a couple of, a, a week or so ago. Where we talked about homegrown quotas. Now a quote or an article that was written by Chris Wheatley of Football London today used the quote that Arsenal need to sell before they can buy, which I initially reacted to like WTF, <laughs> um, because we've heard about all these big plans and the investment of the owners etc. But then that was my system one brain going, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> just reacting immediately and not actually taking a sec to just pause and wait and then respond. And when you do reflect on the situation, Arsenal do need to sell before they can buy. Not necessarily because of a financial reason, but because we have got a hell of a lot of players. These 17 are our non-homegrown players in the squads, And 17 is the maximum that you can have. So if we want to sign a non-homegrown player... Basuma, if we want to sign a Buendia, if we want to sign any of these guys, we have to move some players on. So whilst, yes, Arsenal do need to sell before they can buy, it is not specifically related to the need to raise funds, but more so because we need to move on some of the players within the squad that are non-homegrown. Now, from that list, you're immediately looking at your Kolasinaches, your Torreira's, um your granite Jacker now as well of course Cedric Willian Genduzi, Mavropanos possibly Lacazette maybe Runnison maybe Leno a lot can change there's plenty of those guys that can be moved on but the fact of the matter is that we do need to move them on we've still then got a lot of homegrown players at the club Bellerin, Mate Willock, Holding, Chambers and Ketia and Nelson but some of them are likely to move on. Bellerin's probably going to go. Maitland-Niles could go. Willock could go. Nelson and get, and, uh, and Ketia could also go. Chambers could even go. There's lots of players that are very much open to their futures being away from Arsenal. And then of the four that are going to become homegrown players at the end of next season, well, already, of course, they're under 21, so they don't count towards that quota, but you can still register them as such. Saka would count as homegrown if we were to put him in, so would Smith-Rowe. And next after next season... Gabriel Martinelli and Saliba would have been at Arsenal for three years and so therefore will also count towards Arsenal's homegrown quota because they would have been at the club for three years between the ages of 16 and 21. So they will then count towards a homegrown quota, which is good news for the club. But the fact of the matter is is that we shouldn't overreact about the fact that we meant to see... um, you shouldn't react about the idea that Arsenal need to sell before they can buy and think that it's immediately because of a financial issue. It's not. It's because we need to move on the non-homegrown players from the squad. Anyway, let's go now into the final section of the show, which is, of course, our Q&A section C on what you guys are feeling about. Uh, Pat Moores, of course, uh, saying Balogun will also be in there. He will, but he's not 21 yet, so he wouldn't count towards that homegrown quota. And the homegrown quota starts is when you're 21 at the start of the year, January 1st. So the likes of Willock was 21 on the 1st of January this year, so he counts towards the homegrown quota. Mick Lucas says, morning, Tom. Always seem to drag our heels on good players and then other clubs come in and snap them up. Typical Arsenal indeed, mate. Uh, Jacob says, uh, morning, Tom. Uh, what do you think about Toyn Coop Miners from RZ as a replacement for Granite Xhaka? Good left footed player, goal scoring, good technique, good physicality, club captain. Yeah, 100%. If you had the chance to go out and get Toyn Coop Miners, he's a lot more mobile than what Granite Xhaka was. He gives you a lot of the same kind of traits as what he is. Dutch international, very highly rated, yum, good investment, sell on value, all of those traits. If you can get him, I think I would. And I think I'd also sign someone else on top of him as well, like a Basuma, at the same time, especially if we're losing Granite Xhaka. I was signing someone anyway with Granite Jacker staying. So with him going, I think you look at a Coop Miners and someone else to add to the Arsenal team. Uh, Josh Hunter says, thoughts on Buendia got one goal in the Prem, but 31 goals and assists this season in the Championship. Yeah, I think this is an important point to raise. Players change, players develop. You can't judge them based on something they did necessarily two years ago. It's about consistency and then about the trend of development, which is certainly something that Buendia is changing. His statistics are insanely good. Speaking to the Norwich fans, who have got the eye test this season. They say he looks a different player to the player that he was previously, not only in the Premier League, but when he played elsewhere as well at Hatafé. He's taken that step up, that developmental stage of movement that we needed to see him to make that move to a bigger club like Arsenal. Love the guy, would love to sign him. If you can get him for $35 million, that's an absolute steal, in my opinion. Go out and do it. Get it finished. Get it done. Move him on. Get him into preseason. Assimilate all of that stuff. Billy Feraldi says, Tom, what do you think of Neves? I don't think Neves is necessarily that big of an upgrade on Granit Xhaka, but seeing as Granit Xhaka is going, bringing in Neves would not necessarily be too much initial, but I would want to see someone else brought in with him, uh, he's obviously got a lot more potential in terms of his age to grow and develop into a better player than Granite Xhaka. We know that he can score from outside the box, but it's, it's just more of a, a novelty that than anything else rather than his actual statistics. But we are going to be having a tactical breakdown dedicated to Ruben Neves out tomorrow. So make sure you tune into the channel to find out a lot more about Ruben Neves, and we'll be comparing him directly to Granite Xhaka statistically. So we'll see how he matches up. Uh, Aditya says, Do you rate Briel Mbolo, Who I believe is now is it Gladback? I lose track. He was at Schalke. Is he at Gladback now? Let me just have a check. Yes, he is. Um, so I didn't I haven't watched much of him at all at Gladback. I used to watch him more when he was at Shalka. And when he was coming through, I haven't seen much of the Swiss national side. I haven't seen his link to him. He was such a highly rated a kid when he was growing. I mean, he's still not necessarily old, is he? I mean, how old is he now? He's 24, exactly. So when I was watching him when he was like twenty twenty one 21 at Schalke, that for me was when I thought, wow, this guy's going to explode into something special. I think he was, was he at Basel prior to when he was at Schalke? I'm just going to click on his profile now to see if that's right. Um, he was at Basel, and then he went to Schalke, and then in 2019 he joined Gladbach. So, yeah, I I think that his goal return for them is not the best. 13 and 53 in 53 in Bundesliga games, 10 in 48 for Schalke. He was doing really well at Basel as a kid. I mean, seven years ago when he was just 16, 17, 18, 21 goals in 61 games at that age for Basel was very good. But he hasn't really been able to translate that necessarily to. The, the top league so I, I think I'd probably steer clear of him Tom says Tom I think uh I saw a silly rumor about Modric I mean he signed a new contract so he's going to be with Real Madrid until the end of next year I mean it was running out so we needed to sign a year extension so he's not going to be going anywhere of course of course he's a brilliant player but I think he's like 35 36 now and he's on a lot of wages uh so yeah I'm not so sure uh I'm not so sure at all Antonio Banks says, this guy is so frustrating to watch. Who? Who is Antonio? You're talking about me. I'm so sorry. Don't tune in. (laughs) Don't tune in (laughs) if it's me. Jashar says, Tom, do you think we will always fall behind if we have to wait to sell before we buy? I'm sure that was the plan last summer. Um, It depends how quickly we move Jasho, it depends on certain... Oh, sorry, Antonio, you meant Umbolo. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. Uh, also, can be frustrating. I know I am for a fair view. <laughs> like... Um Jasho Josiah like said though, if we're full... if we're always going to fall behind, if we have to wait to sell before we buy. I get what you're saying, but it's about, Jashar. it's about the changing the squad over time. This summer is not going to fix everything, but we need to be in a position where we aren't in this position of always selling to have to buy, that we've got a squad that we only need to add one or two players to rather than a whole half team plus to make this team better. Unfortunately, we've put ourselves in this situation through bad recruitment and bad selling. And now we have to sell before we can buy to move on a lot of the surplus requirements to the team. It's just, unfortunately, just the way that it is. And until we sort it out with big overhaul, it's going to perpetually be like that. Um, Ivan says, oh my God, this is the first time I'm catching this live. Well, welcome, mates. good to have you in the chat. Make sure you're subbed and drop a like on the video. Drizzy says, question, when Fab said that Basuma isn't our first choice, do you think he was including the attacking midfield option? I don't think he was. I think that he was talking about specifically the deeper area of the midfield, the sixes and the eights, rather than the number 10s and the sevens, um, to be honest, which I look at Buendia as as kind of your your seven going out onto the right-hand side. Um, But, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think he was talking about attacking midfielders, no. Um, I don't know who that is, Paul. Um, Oh, oh, hold on. Maybe I do. Paul... Onuachu, oh, um, who of course is a Genk striker. I know nothing about him. All I was tagged in, me and Clive were tagged on something about him. 27 uh, year old striker. Is he very tall? Is he like over two meters in height? I, don't, I think he's a well tall striker. Um, but I mean, for backup, for a plan B type, is it worth it? I mean, he's six foot seven. Jesus Christ. Um, he's got 42 goals and 60 league games for Genk. That is an incredible return. But is in the Belgian League, and we've seen the likes of Sanderberg do very well in the Belgian League and then struggle moving over to the Premier League. He would be maybe a good plan B. Um, so maybe it's a plan B option, mate, possibly, but it depends on the futures of, of who else we've got at the club. Uh, Billy says, Do you think we have a chance of getting Camavinga? No, sorry, Billy, uh, to burst your bubble, but no. Uh, Matt Thornton says, Would you look at Azier from Celtic as we are looking at centre backs 23 24 years old? Uh, I don't know a lot about him. Um, I'm cautious to say that I'd turn my nose up at a Celtic defender after, of course, we did at Van Dijk for so long. And look what happened to him. So I won't, past judgment until looking into him, Matt. But thanks for the suggestion. Um, Toby says, Calvin Phillips, hello. Uh, as a, a lead central midfielder, is v- quite injured. I'm not sure he's actually going to make the European Championships this summer, um, but he's certainly a Premier League quality player. He's been very good for Leeds this season and an England international, which does put a premium on his price and I imagine would cost a hell of a lot. That's why I may would lean towards someone else um, just because of the figure that would be attached to him uh justin says uh given jack's character i'm prompted uh, to think that mourinho would be a good coach for him what do you think maybe that might work it might be a match made in heaven for those two it may be the complete opposite i think it's a really unknown variable but i would be intrigued to see how those two would work together Uh, Don Dada says, would you do a tactical breakdown of Neves, Xhaka and Miners? Well, we are doing a tactical breakdown on Ruben Neves on Saturday. So maybe Miners and Xhaka can be the players that we compare him to. We'll have to have a look into that one. That'll be out on Saturday. So make sure you tune in for that one. Jon H says, what about Hakimi? Inter need money. He looks like he's going to be staying at the club, um, which is interesting. So I've just got a message come up about basuma's not a target according to james pierce of liverpool um so liverpool are supposedly not interested in basuma very interesting uh, and they're going to be keeping hold of both mane and salah so there you go interesting that's one less club that arsenal needs to face to try and get Basuma, uh, Yazia says, uh, Tom, can Locatelli replace Xhaka? I mean, yeah, 100%. I'd go and get him. He's a brilliant, brilliant player. Italian players don't often like leaving Italy, same as we talked about German players in Germany, don't tend to enjoy leaving. Like that. It, When you look at kind of the whole, it's like England players haven't typically in the past moved abroad. Italy and, and Germany are the same, whereas you look at players like f- in France and Spain, very different. Do go off to other leagues quite often. It is changing more, especially with English footballers. And we've seen the likes of Jorginho move from Italy to, of course, England. But maybe Locatelli would move, but I feel like he's more destined to end up at a Juventus or a Inter or a, or a Milan. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, let's scroll down a little bit more and get some more of your questions. It is Friday, so it's my day off. So I can answer a few more of your questions this morning. Uh, Red and white says, Tom. Uh, what are the chances of getting Florian Neuhaus? Great show. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much, mate. I a lot of people tweet me about Florian Neuhaus. I've seen little bits and pieces for doing research for articles and stuff, but I, I see him more as kind of your, your attacking midfielder than necessarily as your number eight. I know he can play there, but I do see him more as kind of your, your further forward attacking midfielder that brings assists and goals. Is he... A good player, of course. Would he be someone that Arsenal would do well to invest in? Definitely. Are they going to get him? Unlikely, is the short summary of, of Florian Neuhaus. I think he's your type of player that's going to end up at your Dortmunds or your Bayern Munichs rather than coming to the UK. But I thought that also about player like Kai Havertz. So I was proven wrong about that. Maybe I'll be proven wrong about Florian Neuhaus as well. Uh Fain says, it is quite sad. I will miss Shaka and his mentality. Is there any way he will stay in Arsenal or is he on his way? I mean, at the moment, of course, there's always the chance that he will stay. If Roma don't pay the money that Arsenal want, he could stay. But I get the feeling that they will pay eventually the money that they want, because Mourinho will want to be backed and he'll want to see that he is being backed by the club. And so if Arsenal asks for 20 million, pay the 20 million. I, th- I still think that's underselling the guy. But if that's what they think he's worth, you know. It is what it is. Make the same mistakes over and over again. Uh, Chris P says, would you release Runnison if we couldn't find a buyer? Yes, I would. Uh, Daleep says, how will we line up with Buendia? Will it affect Martinelli's growth? No, I don't think it would do. I think that, well, maybe it might have a knock on effect with who he moves over to the other side. But the Buendia situation for me is someone that can play in rotation with a Pepe, can play in rotation with a Smith And you've got kind of a four there. You've got your Saka, your Pepe, Smith and Buendia that can rotate in different positions. Smith Rowe can move out to the left and play with Buendia. You could even put Buendia on the right and Smith Rowe into the middle. You could play Pepe on the right, Saka on the left, and then one or one or two of uh Buendia and Smith Rowe and then Martinelli can still be getting minutes be coming off the bench could be starting games here and there playing in the cup games he is still very young people forget this about Martinelli yes I want to see more of him but I want to see more of him because of how frustratingly bad players like Abamyang, Lacazette and well, no, maybe not Lacazette but more so Abamyang and players like William were like we kept playing these guys instead of Martinelli that's what frustrated me about that but Saka, Pepe, Buendia, Smith are a very good quartet of players. And so Martinelli would struggle to start regularly, but would still get opportunities from the bench and rotation and cup games, of course, too. And as I said, he's very young. So he's got a lot of time at the club still to play. Wilson says, do you think uh, that Arsenal need another attacking midfielder with Buendia and White? With him, I don't think so. I don't think we'd... If you go out and sign Buendia, you're signing like two in one because you got a player that can play your 7 role, you can play your 10 role. So, I don't really I don't really see a need for Buendia to have an Erdogan on loan. I'm not saying I'd turn it down if it was a loan deal, but I think there's higher priorities than two attacking midfielders. Especially I don't want to really block the path of Smith Rowe much more because I want to see him get loads of minutes next season and really develop into a top class player under a new contract. So, no, I don't think I would go for an extra one because I think Brendia can do your seven roll and your number 10 roll at the same time. Uh, Sahil says, Tom, no Bertrand. Then who should we go for? Any idea about Fire Nord's left back? Is that Haps? Is is Feyenoord's left-back Haps? Uh, other than that, I don't know. Let me have a look uh, very quickly for you. Uh, I know, obviously, Owen Vindal plays for RZ Alkmaar, if that was who you were thinking of. Um, but Feyenoord's left-back is, they have got Haps, but they've also got Tyrell Mah- Malassia, um, who I've not heard of four uh haps is 27 though but tyrell malasia who i've not heard of much about at all this season let's have a look at his stats no assists uh, sorry one assist no goals 26 games very much trusted at the end at order it seems so maybe he's the man maybe he's someone to look into i don't know but i think the main dutch left back that's the that people are kind of looking at more so is owen vindal um more so than him uh, i would certainly be looking at him more but maybe Malassia would be open to a move to Arsenal they've already got Haps there who can be a deputy unless he's seriously injured and that's why he's not playing but yeah I, maybe I have heard of him but I, I can't I can't place it if I have uh, Duman Guna who's one of our newer members of course if you would like to help support the channel you get access to using emojis in the chat box and of course exclusive stuff as well you get to join our discord server if you sign up for an expert member so do help support the channel it helps pay for a lot of stuff like mics green screens cameras laptops for stuff like that always go straight back into the channel graphics Dumanguna says, does losing Granite Xhaka signal a midfield remodel maybe to a more athletic every blade of grass combo to allow for a front three or four? Um, Maybe. I think what you're trying to talk about there is is maybe look at a single number six, like an isolated number six with two number eights in front to be a little bit more expansive than playing with necessarily a double pivot of two eights or eight and a six. But I, I still think Arteta wants to play with the two um he obviously obviously tried playing smith rowe and erdogan as eights we saw it against a few teams this season but i still do think we we've the balance works a lot better when we have the double pivot rather than a single pivot and i think that to unlock Partey, he needs someone next to him if you are going to play the single pivot i don't want that being thomas Partey. i want him being the one in front with a more disciplined number six behind thomas Partey to allow him to be more expressive so maybe it's a remodel that's coming. Maybe Xhaka's departure allows that. But we have struggled without Xhaka being in that position this season. So how we are going to move on from that, we'll have to wait and see. Um, Ansat says, don't you think Buendia is a very similar player to Smith-Rowe? I think I would go for something different like an Erdogan. No, uh, no I don't. I don't think he is. Uh, I think that he's very much a player that is in the mould of a seven that wants to skew inside. Whereas I look at Smith Rowe is certainly more of an out and out number 10 than I look at Buendia as. I think Buendia's end product and creation is a lot better uh, than than Smith Rowe. I think he likes to get into the box a little bit more than Smith Rowe does too. I think he's a more rounded, accomplished player. He is older. I think them both together is is something that really excites me. Seeing Buendia, basically an Erdogan that's got goals and assists at a higher level, than than Erdegaard does I think seeing Buendia and Smith Road together is a really exciting prospect going into next season Fane says are you fine with Xhaka leaving I'm fine with it if we get a decent fee and we replace him there's lots of kind of I'm not just a person that wants to see us get rid of Xhaka for the sake of it which I know there are quite a few people out there that do I'm not of that mind if we are going to get rid of Xhaka you need to replace him you need to get a good fee for him don't mug yourselves off. Don't undersell yourselves. Stop putting us into this bracket of a club that's easy to buy players from for really cheap prices. Make yourself as difficult as possible. Um, Aditya says, do you rate Omar Rekic in our youth team, Tom? And it would be amazing if you could do a best of the youth squad kind of video anytime. would love that. Um, thanks, mate. Uh, Omar is, I mean, Rekic, of course, came in from her to Berlin in January because we couldn't get the paperwork done quick enough last summer. So he joined in January. He's played here and there in the youth team. He's, he's far from first team set up, but he's he's got a lot more development to do before he gets to that level. Uh, will I do some videos on the youth? If there's any kind of calm in the storm of the transfers, maybe we'll look into it. But at the moment, it's so busy with transfer stuff. Once we've got a few deals done and it starts to quieten down a bit, then there will probably be more of a time to do those sorts of videos. But for now, transfers are taking over, as you would expect. Um, should Aziz go on loan, says Barley? Yeah, definitely. I'd be well up for a loan into a Premier League club or a Championship club or a, a top like top five league club. 100%. Great experience. Go get it. Go get. It. I mean, you look at Joe Willock. Hadn't gone on a loan prior to this season. Goes on his loan and flourishes. Loans are important. And Ketia goes on a loan, doesn't get played. It's very different. Aziz needs to be put somewhere where he's going to get regular minutes and where he's going to play. But yeah, 100% go and get Aziz on loan. Always. South London's Finest B says, Tom, do you think Arsenal will listen to you for once and sign Mwepu? There were links in January. I mean, I'd love it, mate. I think I'd love us to go and sign Mwepu, but I think he's like uh, a second tier for me. Like, you need to go out and sign your Basumas, your Guillaume Rodriguez. That level... And then you sign a Weppel on top of that. He's so versatile. He's so mobile. He's so different to what we have. I'd love if we got him, but I just, yeah, don't think so. Thanks, Wilson. Uh, Noel says, Louise and Xhaka leaving in the same window leaves us a bit short in leadership department, doesn't it? It definitely does, Noel. It's going to be something that does need addressing. Um, uh, a letter says, uh, Forza Roma, welcome, Xhaka on Twitch. We are, st- we do stream on Twitch if you were interested to know that. And we also, if you ever miss these shows and you're like, oh, I don't have to stare at this guy's ugly face, we do put these out on audio platforms. So they are on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. So if you're ever in the car, or you're ever on a run and you want to listen to my horrible voice. We are on just those audio-only platforms as well. Antonio Banks says, uh, "Do you think formations are overrated? Is the intention, the way you of playing, more important? Of course, obviously, style is very much style over substance. Is necessarily always a good thing." But style and the way you play and the systems and the understanding and the synergy between players is always going to be important. Formations are basically for the benefit of you and me to see what the team is roughly setting up like. But systems in games change all the time. It's very fluid, especially under Arteta. Systems and formations have been very fluid. So they're just it's not a set-in-stone thing. It's the system and the mentality is what is more important. The style of play is what is key. Over the set formation that the players are laid up in, and how those players interchange with each other, and the understanding of their roles—that's what's more important than a formation. Stefan says sell Xhaka, Genduzi, Torreira, Maitland-Niles and Willian. That should bring in around sixty to seventy million pounds to bring in Basuma and one other. Chris P says I heard that Zoboslaw could be made available this summer. Thoughts? Ha <laughs> ha! I wish no. He's just signed a one-year extension with RB Leipzig. He's going nowhere. He's only just signed for them. He hasn't even played for them because he's had an adductor issue for all of the second half. But he's going to the Euros. So, you know, going to be getting on the Salzburg shirt for the Hungary games. Let's see if they can progress past. They've got a really easy group, Hungary. I mean, they've only got France, Portugal, and Germany. Easy. Easy. Zobosly is going to smash him up. <laughs> uh, Anza says, Saw your analysis on Sanderberg, and I do understand his stats in the Prem aren't that good, but I think him and Basuma as replacements for Xhaka and Elneny would be amazing. I believe he'll be good. I believe he'll have a good future, Sanderberg. It's just the, the the sample size that we've got right now isn't that impressive. And I did use the context of his stats from playing at Genk. And I did think that gave a little bit more context to the situation. Ansgar says also changing this many players isn't going to go down well in all cases. Have a look at Herter Berlin. Very, very true. But the unfortunate reality is that we do need to change a lot of players. And by not doing that, I think it puts us in a worse position. But if we go out and sign a lot of players, do pre do be prepared for it to take a little bit of time for things to gel together. So Hill says, Tom, do you think we should go for our <laughs> with that fee? He is a steal. With Buendia and Basuma. I, I mean if you're signing Basuma and Buendia, I'm not going for Awar. Uh, I'm going for a right back, a backup, left back, a backup keeper, maybe even a centre back. So I'm not going for three midfielders if if one's our. If you get Buendia and Basuma, I think you don't get an Awar. I think if you're gonna sign an extra midfielder, you go for someone a, a bit cheaper and a bit more depth wise, like an NWEPU than than him. I'm not Awar's biggest fan. Um, I've said that many a time. There's reasons for that, mentality wise. Uh, kind of the way that he plays in a poor team at times is, is all those things put together. But yeah, tricky. Uh Matt G says, be honest, Tom, do you miss the European Super League a little playing Barcelona every other day? No, Matt, not at all. <laughs> Sorry, if you do, that's great. <laughs> but I don't, Matt. Sorry, mate. Uh Matt Thornton says, do you see more outgoings than incomings? This-? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I'd be very surprised if there was more incomings and outgoings we've got a huge squad we need to move on loads of players i'll be very shocked if we sign more players than we let go of uh any news on max aarons says mick uh not that i uh am that kind of open about really no um arsenal are interested in him but there's not really any movement there's there's reasons why um but yeah no we're not we're not really put we're not really moving on that one at the moment unfortunately i wish we were doing more um, but we've got three right-backs at the club at the moment. Bellerin, Cedric, Chambers. Uh, we're not going to be moving on a right-back until that's sorted out, basically. Fingers crossed Cedric can go. See you later, son. Bye, Kia. Get out of the club. Uh, Matt Thornton says, that's what I was thinking, just Tom. No problem, mates. Uh, Herb says, I'd rather have Aziz uh, over L. sideways. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather see Aziz get more investment into him than El Nene, 100%. Um, because It's important to, to develop those players. Uh, let's scroll down a little bit more to get some more of the newer comments. Uh, Hassan says, thoughts on Rodrigo de Paul and the Arsenal team, Tom? Um, yeah, I mean, I like Rodrigo de Paul. He's a good leader. I've heard that from the the, the horse's mouth from, from his, his youth players at Udinese when we've interviewed them. He's spoken about very, very highly. Um, and I think that he would be a good addition. I think it's very expensive to get it done. And if you can get a Buendia for, say, 35 to 40 over a De Paul for 50-plus, I think that you probably have to go down that route. Um, Christoph says, Hakimi should be the first option. I agree, but he won't be because he wants to stay at Inter Milan. Uh, Wilson says, Cedric, really? He has been decent. Come on, man. Yeah, Wilson, it's more so to do with the influence of the agent in the club necessarily than Cedric. If If Cedric was one of our best players, I might be able to overlook the fact that his agent is very bad for Arsenal Football Club. But he's not. He's a depth player for us. And so if you've got the opportunity, like we've already seen with David Luiz going, Willian's hopefully going, you get Cedric gone, and that's pretty much Kia out bar Edu, who in my opinion needs to sack off Kia as soon as feasibly possible for the benefit of Arsenal Football Club. Get the guy out. Get him out of all of anything involved with Arsenal as soon as feasibly possible. Simple as that. Um, keep up the good work mate thanks Marley much appreciated any news on Ainsley Maitland-Niles says GGTV um, it's funny you should say that because I spent about 15 minutes this morning which I you know doesn't sound a lot of time but when you're putting this together in the early hours it is quite a lot of time trying to find out anything about Maitland-Niles and there's nothing absolutely nil point zero kaput over done nothing is out there about Mainsley. I don't know why there's nothing because clearly the arsenal want to see him move on they want to sell him he's he's uh, up for sale he's on the transfer list they are open to offers for him but nothing absolutely nothing so far on him jesus we go on for 50 minutes i am gonna have to wrap up there guys i knew i said i had gone for a little bit longer uh so there you go uh we have uh completed 50 minutes of transfer news which is quite incredible as i said if you have joined us late and you want to just listen on audio, we are on SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes, so you can do it that way. If not, please drop a like on the video, guys, and subscribe to the channel if you're new. We will have a tactical breakdown this afternoon. Let me just throw it up on the screen for you uh, on Tap Sober. So do make sure you tune in a little bit later on today, and you can find out all about the Burkina Faso International by Leverkusen Defender. Uh, A little bit later on this afternoon with some insight from the guys over at Get German Football News. They're going to be helping us out with the video. Um, It's been a pleasure to speak to you guys as always. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mate's already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points. perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. delivery. You in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply. see mcdonald's.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.